There's nothing small about your business. Your passion, your hours, your reputation. It's all huge. Your partnerships, even bigger. With Dell Small Business Technology Advisors, you'll get the advice, one-on-one partnership and reliable PCs with Intel Core Processors to help you get business done. Call 0800 633 to speak with an advisor today. That's 0800 633 So, and today I am talking to Carl Yates, and this is his little bio that he sent me. I am 48. I have had several encounters with things I can't explain since early childhood. When Ghost Hunters came on television many years ago, I was hooked. I always hoped that someone could prove spirits existed, so I wasn't crazy. A little more than four years ago, I met my wife online. We had planned a date, and she cancelled last minute. Feeling rejected once again, I figured she would blow me off. To my surprise, she texted me all evening. Later, I mustered up the courage to ask her what she was doing. She finally fessed up and told me she was on a ghost investigation. I wanted to marry her on the spot. This led me to join the team she was on. She taught me a lot over the years. I befriended my best, my buddy, but Rodney on the team. He told me late, took me under his wing and taught me a lot as, as well. Unfortunately, the team leader was out of frame instead of what we wanted, which was to help others. We we left the team. Excuse me. My ghost has interfered with me again. I'll be back in a sec. Thank you. Hi, Ronnie. How, how are you today? Sorry about the short in uh, bio. My little ghost friend likes to play japes with me, and that was one of his little japes. Now, can you tell me a little bit more about how, your paranormal experiences? Oh, okay. Well, I'll start with me. Um, my first real encounter with a, a spirit, I was probably between the ages of four and six um i lived with my or i shouldn't say live i uh, i used to spend most of my time with my grandparents and there was a room that my grandfather had built for my aunt before she passed or she moved on i'm sorry she moved away and i woke up one night and there was what looked like a suit of armor standing in the doorway. And I thought it was my mind playing tricks with me, but it was so real. And I kind of let it go. I never told anybody about it. So you are the first person that I've told. Um, as I got older and back in my home that I lived with my parents, I, um, I made some shelves to put up on the wall, and I used to collect little Hot Wheels and those kind of cars, but there was one car that was on the shelf that I made myself. This car would always be turned the opposite direction from the rest of them. And mind me, I'm AC, or was it OCD, so everything had to be in order. So I kept everything facing the same direction. But every morning, this car would be turned the other direction. I couldn't figure out what it was. I didn't get scared, but it still kind of freaked me out. Um, uh, Not too long after that, after I graduated high school, I moved in with a friend of mine who lived out in uh, what is known as Four Corners. And for those who are not familiar with Four Corners, it is right down the street from where the um, the Battle of San Jacinto went on. And in this neighborhood, you would see spirits run across the field in front of the house. This is a pretty good-sized property. Anyway, um, I saw this figure running across the yard, and it was locked, by the way. The yard was locked. And uh, I went and I looked, but it disappeared. And if you go on the other side of the fence, which would be, I guess, on the right-hand side of the property, there is a huge ditch. So if you jumped in there, you were going to break a leg. 
of this thing disappeared. I couldn't find anything. Um, another thing that happened on that property was I had an old stereo, and if you're familiar with these stereos, um, they had the, the square knobs on them, and you have to push them in to turn them on. It came on in the middle of the night by itself. And so, yeah, that was part of me thinking, oh, my God, I must be crazy. But I've heard ghost stories, and I tried to believe them, but I was always skeptical. And then Ghost Hunters came on TV several years ago. And watching Ghost Hunters, I'm like, well, maybe I'm not crazy after all. And so I got very interested in it. I said, one day I am going to investigate with these guys. Okay, now I'm going to take you back to the story of me and my wife. Um, I used to go on a dating site online, and I never had a lot of, of uh, luck with it. But I met Michelle, and we had talked for, gosh, I don't know, a month or two, and finally decided, hey, let's get together and let's go on a date. So the night of the date, I'm so excited, I'm dressed, I'm ready to go, and Michelle calls me at the last minute and says, I'm sorry, I can't go with you. So first thing that runs in my mind is okay she's blowing me off there's another one don't want to have nothing to do with me but to my surprise she texted me all night and so while um, I was texting back and forth with her she um, she didn't really let on what she was doing but I was like okay she can't be on a date with another guy because she's texting to me right and Finally, after, I guess, I don't know, about an hour or two, I finally brought up the nerve to say, what in the heck are you doing that you had to blow us off? And she said, okay. And it, and it took her a few minutes before she answered. But she figured, hey, I like this guy. I want to go out with him. I might as well tell him what I'm doing. She said, I am on a ghost investigation, and it was kind of a last-minute emergency. I'm sorry I had to cancel, yada, yada, yada. And when she said that, I'm like, okay, marry me now. <laughs> and um, anyway, um, not too long after that, the group needed another person, and she told me about it and Rodney who you're about to talk to Rodney called me on the phone and he interviewed me and he said okay we're going to give you a chance and I went and I guess it came natural because um, they loved me and not to brag on myself but yeah they, they loved me and they invited me to join the group and mind you me and Michelle were really not supposed to be dating since we were on the same group but she's so damn gorgeous I just I, I had to I had to date her and we went on several investigations and after dating for a while I finally looked at her and I'm like you know what you're the one I want to marry you and believe it or not she said yes and we still dated for another year before we got married so it wasn't like a rush thing but um, we were on the group uh, the group kind of had different ambitions than what we did they wanted to to um, kind of get famous and go to all these famous places and do all these investigations but Michelle and I talked it over and said you know this is not what we got into it for I mean it, it's great if you get famous but I wanted to help people that was the whole point of it I want people to feel that they're not crazy I want to um, basically justify what they're going through and if there's a natural explanation for it then I want to give them that explanation because I, even though I believe a part of me is still a skeptic and we went to several investigations I went to one that just blew my mind because I had a uh, an entity that 
and I I don't know how many of you out there believe in fairies, but I didn't believe in fairies, but this was a fairy. It followed me. And one of the girls on the group, she had taken out her camera, and she was videoing the screen. And after a while of listening to it over and over again, you could actually hear a voice whispering in the background, that was me. Okay, when it said that, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is real. This, this, this is real. Um, we went to Yorktown Hospital. We had a we had an uh, investigation from there that I honestly didn't think anything was going on. Everybody got ready to go to bed. It was close to the witching hour, and. Michelle and I had been passing by the same room over and over again. Now, I don't know how many of you are familiar with uh, Yorktown, but they took care of children, and they actually had a room that was designated for children to play in. And we had passed by this place, I can't tell you how many times. I mean, Mark, this... I, I bet you we probably passed by there, what, 50 times? And nothing happened. Everybody decided to go to bed. Michelle looked at me and said, are you ready to go to bed? And I'm like, no, I'm still ready to go. I was so excited. We went by that room again. We stopped and we were talking in the doorway. And all of a sudden, there was dolls in the room that started talking every time we came up with a question. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. We went and got everybody that was there to come out and check it out. Um, the, there were some technical guys that worked with us. They were very, very good with um, with electronics and stuff. Rodney, do you remember what their names were? Uh, if you can hear me, okay. Um, I know Jeff. Uh, Scott, I'm sorry, Scott and Billy. Scott and Billy. Okay. Uh, these, one of them was the founders of the uh, original team. Well, yeah. These guys are experts when it comes to electronics and stuff. And they took these dolls apart and could not figure out why they were going off the way they were. The batteries weren't old. Um, I think one of them didn't even have batteries in it, did it? Uh, actually... It had one battery missing out of one of them, so I needed two okay, batteries so it, sh one. it shouldn't have been working at all. But um, you would ask a question, and mind you, they didn't talk like a human talks. They were like, you know, mama, night, night, that kind of thing. Right. But when you asked a question, it would say one of those phrases. And we, I mean, we waved our hands in front of it thinking, well, maybe this is a motion detector. Didn't work. We tried everything. You have to physically pick these dolls up and kind of shake them before they will say anything. And they were answering questions left and right. And then it got to a point where there was a rocking horse in the, in the hospital and I put my K2 meter on top of it, and I said, if you want to play on this thing, why don't you come get on top of it? And it probably wasn't two seconds after that, the K2 meter pegged out to red. Blew my mind. And I want you to know something else. Yorktown Hospital has no electricity in it, so we couldn't be getting EMF off of anything. And that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. That sounds pretty cool. Um, and hi, hi, hello, Rodney. What is your experiences? Oh, mine? Oh, I'm sorry. Mine? Ooh. Okay. Uh, we can go way back. My actual first experience, or let me do a little background about myself so you'll know where I'm coming from. Um, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, very religious, evangelical Christian church. Uh, even went to a private Christian school, graduated from private Christian school. So I was in the church <laughs> several days a week. 
So um, after all the years of that and having religion, and I'm not I'm not downing any type of faith or religion or any, any Christianity or anything like that, but I had it preached to me over the years. Well, I was young, I was dumb, and uh, I decided after I graduated, I rebelled. I rebelled big time. Uh, I started dabbling in the dark stuff, some uh, Satanism. And um, I finally stepped out of that, turned my back on that, and never looked back. But I've always been intrigued by the paranormal, by angels, demons, or, you know, trapped spirits here on Earth. So during those years, I never really investigated, but I always read up, watched documentaries, read up some more. Uh, it wasn't until later on in the 90s, uh, started experiences started following me around from one apartment to another apartment. Uh, I've had an old uh, radio boombox that I've kept since, uh, you know, I was in early teens and uh, decided to uh, start playing music really loud. Well, there's no batteries in it. This is an older boombox. So there's no internal battery in it. I took the thing apart and checked it out. Uh, it would do that periodically. Um, it was just not much going on. It wasn't until I moved our family to Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I just happened to get into construction work and end up talking to um, some of the guys that I worked with out there. Well, I overheard them one day, and they were talking about checking out a cemetery, you know, and then they started using certain phrases, you know, only paranormal investigators would use and, you know, names of certain equipment. I, was, I read up on a lot of that. I was already familiar with uh, a lot of the equipment. So that piqued the interest. We, I started talking with them. We got together. We started actually uh, investigating different cemeteries in the uh, Atlanta area. And I would say the first house we ever investigated, uh, it was just the three of us, was actually the house that I was living in uh, at the time, in north, uh, northeast of Atlanta. And... Um, I started doing some research. Of course, I love history. I love anything historical. So anything reading up on historical places, I'm there. So I started researching the house and the land that it was sitting on. It happened to be an old farm that the uh, this home builder bought from the, this family. Well, the old farmer, original owner of this land, uh, where, our model, where our home was located at, that's where his farmhouse was at. And he had passed away there on that land there. Uh, in his house, uh, there's two rows of uh, chestnut trees that are in our backyard, and they end right at our house. Well, that's where the house was at, and uh, we would have—I would have experiences. Um, uh, we would be eating dinner, and there would be—we uh, have a little dish in the middle of the tray. We kind of keep our like a junk drawer, we keep letters and bills and stuff. Well, we all saw it, and uh, my family saw it. Two envelopes just lift right up off the dish and just fly right at um, right at one of my girls. <laughs> girls. Thankfully, my girls weren't scared, um, so they couldn't figure that out. I would constantly hear the footsteps, and luckily, it was mainly centered around me. Uh, I did a lot of contract work, also in between jobs out there. So there's days I wouldn't have to wake up early. Every morning at 9 a.m. I would hear the footsteps, and then I would hear this old man open the, open my door and pretty much stomp around and breathe like, like get your butt up out of bed, let's get to work. Uh, that would be every time I would sleep in past 9 a.m. Um, we started investigating uh, a couple of the uh, battlefields, old uh, Civil War battlefields out in, in the north of Atlanta. And, uh, oh, we would pick up EVPs from, you would hear soldiers or, you know, like sergeants or colonels, bark, you know, officers barking orders. Okay, there's nobody else around except for the three of us. Uh, we've, uh, one of my buddies, I, I, I try to find that picture again from, from him. He uh, had taken some pictures on his digital camera and just stuck out in Gettysburg. Uh, he had picked up like shadows, multiple shadows that looked like soldiers standing in line out there. Um, I had been pushed when I was on top of uh, Kennesaw Mountain, and uh, that's where uh, Battle, uh, 
army had marched his men into Atlanta. That was like their last stand before they entered Atlanta. And um, I've been pushed. Um, one of my buddies had got scratched out there. It's just like they didn't want us there. Like, you're, you don't belong. Uh, this is you know, this is this is war. This is we're in battle right now. You're civilians. Get away. Get out. Uh, was there for almost ten years. Moved back, back from Atlanta to Houston, and uh, found uh, just happened to look on Facebook and uh, happened to be one of the paranormal pages I was following on Facebook. They were looking for the team that was on, and uh, they were looking for investigators. So I was like, what the heck? Called them up joined up, uh, interviewed over the phone with the team leader at the time, and uh, eventually had a, we had a first team meeting, which Michelle was <laughs> was there, there. So we, we both started on the team at the same time, and um, the, some of the investigations we've gone on were amazing. Uh, been scratched. Uh, I've had my shirt pulled. Um, I'm doing a, a dowsing rod session one time in a house at Mineral Wells, and uh, apparently they had a place called the Scratching Room. I would just have to be standing right at the doorway, and using the dowsing rods, it went all the way completely to my left, hit me, and as soon as the dowsing rods hit me, I felt it. I felt a little scratch on the back of my arm, and I just did not know what to expect. So I was, you know, calmly moved away. And um, even had answers when K2 was like, you scratching me. And I was like, you touching me on that. And K2 would light up. Uh, I have seen balls of light, uh, especially in the uh, uh, house where the, that ferry was, the Light the Kyle. It's a house in Spring, Texas, which is just a small city, a small town uh, just north of Houston. And uh, we've seen balls of light floating around. At this time of the year, there's no lightning bugs or fireflies. Um, could not understand what it was. No cars were coming by. This was in the middle of the night. Uh, it was an actual ball of light floating around. I saw it about three times. And uh, did some more research on that land. Uh, come to find out there was uh, actually a, an adopted uh, girl that lived on that land, adopted by the landowner there. Named, her name was Farmer, like a farmer would go out and work on the land. And um, that area where this house was at was her old house and where she was buried. But their gravestones had been previously moved when the builder came in in the 70s and just mowed everything down. They took the gravestones, but they uh, didn't remove the graves. So uh, this one, uh, she, this particular spirit actually moved around to uh, about three different homes. They were all neighbors, and that was happened to be the land that she walked around and worked on. Uh, there's a, you know, several others uh, experiences that I've had, but those are some of the main ones uh, that the house and. Uh, it wasn't uh, a team investigation. It was uh, myself and uh, my daughter, she had a friend of hers from out of town who came into this house in a little town called Sugarland, which is southwest of Houston. Uh, it was a house built in the 70s, no issues whatsoever. And um, all of a sudden, people during construction of this house, or you know, like remodeling of the house, yeah, they started having tools missing, things getting thrown around, people getting pushed. Uh, really, really bad energy. Uh, hairs would stand up on the end. So I decided, eh, what the heck, I'll do a little mini investigation, be a little treat for the, you know, for the kiddos. But that was probably the most intense uh, when you get uh, very intelligent responses of how many knocks they can do. Okay, we're, we, we know you can knock on the wall, that's no problem. Okay, why don't you try opening a door and immediately you hear one of the bedroom doors open and it creaks open and then I was like, can you shut it? And then the thing shuts. Uh, the knocking started getting really louder. It was something very demonic, very dark and very powerful because the final knock before we left the house actually shook the whole house even though there was no earthquake and we looked outside, nobody hit the house. No one, no one person can't hit this brick home and make it shake like it did. So uh, that was probably the most intense one. But after that happened, I went back in that house two times and nothing. It's like it just spent every bit of its energy and moved on. So that's probably the most intense one that we have. 
Yeah, and y'all thought it was funny when we were at the spring house that uh, Farmer decided to play with my feet and burn them up. Oh, yeah. That was one of the girls' ideas. I, uh, well, um, we're actually up there together. <laughs> how, how do you go about your investigations? I'm sorry, what was that again? How do you go about your investigations when you go, take... Oh, yeah, how do you do... How do you go about them? Well, uh, number one, we go in there very skeptical because the first house that we... Well, that I investigated with the group, um, they had very bad wiring in the house and a transformer over the back of the yard and... Most of the feeling you were getting was from the electricity coming off of those wires and the transformer. So, you know, and, and even still to this day, after everything that's happened to me, I still kind of like, really? Is this really happening? But when I see things from my own eyes, okay, well, then I have to believe. But I. I Rodney and I both, we go very thorough through each house to make sure there's not something there that could be causing it. Um, my wife is just the same way. Anybody that we bring into the group, we let them know straight off the bat, okay, not everything you're going to run into is going to be paranormal. Sometimes there's a logical explanation. But if you went through all the deductions and you can't find a logical explanation, okay, well, then maybe you have some kind of evidence. But, uh, I mean, granted, I think it happens a lot more today because uh, I don't know how y'all feel about, uh, about psychics and mediums and things like that, but it, it's well known through the community that the veil between the living and the dead is very thin right now. So I imagine a lot more people are going to be experiencing things that they can't explain. But honestly, if, if you really go in depth, you can find a reason why something happens. And even if we get evidence that seems credible, I'm one of those that I kind of like, you know, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. And even when everybody disagrees with me, so um, we we don't just automatically say, oh, yeah, this is paranormal. This is paranormal. If, if it's irrefutable and you just cannot find an explanation for it. I will use it as evidence. So oh. if you look on my Facebook, if you look on my Instagram, I don't have a ton of evidence because if I can say there's a doubt to it, then I'm sure somebody else can find a doubt to it as well. Well, I've got some, I, I've got some sort of evidence for you. I have had in my past a near-death experience. A near-death? Yes. I was in a coma for three weeks. And whilst I was in my coma, I heard a woman's voice I'd never heard before or since. And and I had an overwhelming need to wake up. And also whilst in my coma, I felt like I was neither in the real world or the next world. I feel like I touched something, like a version, my version of heaven. And since then, I've had, um, I can smell strange aromas now and again. And I, um, I, I think there's a ghost following me because occasionally when I'm talking to people on podcasts, it, it, they try to interfere with me. No, I will take you at your word, but until I've actually done the investigation myself, and Rodney can agree to this, I can't say yes or no. Oh, I, 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 that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that. I believe it, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> there you go. Well, if we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't have some kind of skepticism. Yes, you do need it, yes. It's a very important part of being in the paranormal world. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll find, you'll watch certain shows, and I'm not going to mention any of the shows, 
but there will be TV shows where you'll see all this incredible evidence, and then you come back later on to find out that some gopher, or, you know, somebody that just happens to be a helper on the the the, the crew, will go and knock on walls and you know make this evidence appear because something didn't happen while they're actually investigating and let's face it if you don't find evidence people are going to stop watching i mean that's not the way i felt when i was with ghost hunters when i when i watched that show if they couldn't explain it then they would say okay yeah there's probably something here but if they could find a natural explanation well then they're going to tell you they're not going to fake anything other shows out there, I'm not saying all of them, but there are a few shows out there that are popular that they do fake some of their evidence, and I'm not that kind of person. So if I don't get a whole bunch of evidence on my on my pages, that's because if I have any kind of doubt, then I'm not going to put it on there. Can you use psychics in your investigation? We do use mediums. Uh, we actually have two mediums that we use, and they're very credible. And I say that because um, I was one of those kind of people that I doubted psychics and mediums. I thought it was all smoke and mirrors. But um, we actually met a lady several years ago, and sometimes she'll help us. Um we sat down to get a reading done and I was just like oh yeah she's going to tell me what I want to hear but she mentioned things that nobody and I mean absolutely nobody but my wife and my children would have known about um, I'm going to give you one example my wife and my kids we like to joke about that movie The Waterboy Okay, that's that's a random movie. We love that movie. We're always quoting something from that movie. This lady did not know us from Adam. And she said, why do I keep hearing the water boy in my head? And I just looked at my wife and I'm like, how the hell would she know that? <laughs> you know, how do you explain that? She couldn't have just read it off of us. We didn't even mention it. Well, so, I, I have a know, little theory about that. I think that our abilities um, come from early man, because early man had to be sensitive to the environment. I think part of that is still still in us, and that's what people are able to tap into. Yeah, I mean, and, and I know that there are people out there that claim to be psychics, but they're very good at listening to everything you say, and you might not even know you said it, but they can you know throw that back in your face and say well what about this and what about that and you're like oh wow how did you know that but there were things that we specifically did not mention just out of curiosity to see if she could pick up on it i mean she knew we were going to move to austin before we did mm. yeah and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm a loss at words because I don't know how to explain it. We have a friend that is in Houston right now, and we asked him to read this house that we're going to in Liberty Hill, and that's probably a good four-hour drive from where he's at, and did not tell him one specific detail about where we were going. And... Everything that had been going on in that house, he knew. I don't know how to explain that. Some people just have that ability. And I didn't believe it before, but I'm a believer now. Uh, he actually he actually got detailed on the description of the interior of the house. Uh, that oh, was yeah. what, yeah. The smells, uh, the look the layout, everything, before we even got there. I didn't even know what it looked at. I hadn't been there yet. Very interesting. How, do, do you find that you can do the group in paranormal groups intermix where you are? Um, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Do the paranormal groups where you are intermix, like sharing information, stuff like that? 
Do do other groups share information with you? Okay. Well, when we get to um, the information about where we're going to, um, Rodney, and I, I can't praise Rodney enough. He is absolutely remarkable. Um, I will give Rodney an address. And he has the resources. He will look it up. He can tell you the history as far back as he can find. Um, in fact, the last one we went to, the people that lived there didn't even know the history of the place like Rodney did. He gets stuff um, sometimes from the 1700s, the 1800s. And I, I'm, I tell you what, I do not know what I could do without him. And we like to have some kind of history of the place before we go anywhere. I refuse to go somewhere unless I know something about it. So, yeah, I, I can't give Rodney enough praise. Rodney, you're wonderful. Oh, thank you. Your check will be in the mail. <laughs> um, you, you said you got other members of the group? Also, I want to inject in here some of the information we keep from the homeowner or the client or you know, whoever called up to investigate on the property. There are some things we do keep from them just so we can, after we review some evidence, we can compare it and see how well it you know, fits in with what the information that I picked up and then with the information, uh, the evidence that we get from an investigation. And also, there's certain things that the homeowner would tell us that would kind of fit in, like make sense on certain things that I would uh, that I would pick up. So uh, that, that's, another, that's another thing on sometimes revealing information. You don't want to reveal, necessarily don't want to reveal too much because... Uh, just like uh, I would say, listen to EVPs, it could also be suggestive, and uh, it could go a whole different direction. Yeah, the, the, if you give too much information before you get there, it taints the evidence. You have other members of the group that you told me about. Can you mention them on the on the podcast, already? Um, you want me to talk about the guys that are in the group? Yes, please. Uh, Okay, well, there's Michelle, my wife. Uh, as I said before, she is a sensitive. She's an empath. Um, if she goes somewhere and she absolutely feels like, no, I should not go in there, she will she'll refuse to go in there. Of course, me and Rodney, we're cuckoo, so we'll go in there anyway. We're, we're the ones that will get killed first in a horror movie. Um, Jesse who is our newest member Jesse is just learning the work he's, he's learning how things are going but he'll do exactly what you tell him to do um, and I, I really feel that after a few more investigations he will do just fine um, Jax is the same way um, Crystal um I, I don't think I've sent you a picture of Crystal, but Crystal is um, part of our group in Dallas. Uh, don't have a huge group in Dallas, but we're working on it. Um, she is a cosplayer, so um, she was very nice and, and did a, uh, uh, a picture of her done up in a Ghostbusters uniform to put on our, our website, which was awesome. Thank you, Crystal. Um and um, she's learning the ropes. Uh, we're trying to talk her uh, her boyfriend into getting into it. I think he's a little uh, little skeptical about it, but I think he would be great. Um, and Rodney and Tanya, they are, I can't even say enough good stuff about them. They picked up on, well, Rod, Rodney's been in it a lot longer than I have, and he has... As I've said before, he's taken me under his wing, and he's taught me things, and um, he's he's made a better investigator out of me. He's been at it a lot longer than I have, and I want to say that Rodney, to let me 
um, start a group and invite him in and not try to take over um, was such a relief. Um, he does everything we ask him to do and beyond. I, I, Rodney is one of those people I can't say enough good stuff about. Um, he's definitely getting that check. He still comes up with, he's definitely getting that check. Up with good suggestions, so uh, I, I, he's that guy that I go to. Um, a good leader has to be a good follower, and so yeah, Rodney is that kind of person that says, "Hey, why don't we do this or why don't we try that?" And I'm like, "Well, that makes sense. Why don't we?" Um, Rodney, well, it's, really it's always a learning be, process. It, it, it is. It's never ending. You still learn stuff. You'll never learn everything there is to know about the paranormal. Um, and Tanya, Tanya just fit right in. I, we didn't even have to train her. She just got right into it. Oh, she was amazing. Is um, there any chance that Michelle will come on? I'm sorry? Is there any chance Michelle might talk to me? Um, Tanya, um, I'm, unfortunately, Tanya is, um, no, he's oh, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Yes, Michelle will talk to you. She will love to talk to you because I will talk your ear off. Yeah, could I talk to her, please? Is that, you know what I mean? I don't mind. Sure, here she is. Here she is. I'm here. Hello, Michelle. Now, can, yeah, you, tell, can you tell me a little bit what you feel whilst you're, uh, when you um, go through and you say something, you know there's a ghost here. What do you actually feel when you, when you're, when you, um, um, sense the ghost so as an empath um i feel basically like i feel your emotions so for instance you know people that walk by me um they're you know they look like they're having a bad day i'll be like hey are you okay and a lot of times they'll go no i'm not or they'll say yeah sure i am and i'm like no you're not come here let's go talk <laughs> oh, um, so i feel their emotions um so I, it's the same thing with um things that are on the other side so if it's if it's you know not a residual type of, of ghost it's a you know something that's intelligent and is trying to communicate I can actually feel their emotions and same sense if it's something um, dark you know and, and not nice I can I can sense that and and there have been a couple of investigations that I have said uh, no nope, I'm not going uh, whatever this is either doesn't want me there or I don't want to feel what it's feeling so I'm not doing this <laughs> okay I'm gonna interject for just a second I'm sorry I'll let her get back to it but I can be at work and we'll be miles away and she can call me on the phone and know exactly what I'm feeling even when we're not close together and it drives me nuts <laughs> now when did you first experience your first when was your first experience as an empath say I've been this way my whole life I didn't understand it until I was an adult um, I was also brought up very religious as, as Rodney was and so a lot of the things that I went through or experienced or felt my parents were just they you know put, they put it down as it was all evil it was bad and I you know don't talk about it and don't don't you know don't acknowledge it and just ignore it and it didn't you know just having the senses that I had, it just didn't feel like that. And so as an adult, I started, you know, kind of exploring and investigating. And then, of course, the TV shows came on, and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy, you know. And so I, I really kind of delved into it. I have other friends that are, uh, I would say, Wiccan and um, also empathic, you know, witches, things like that, and, and, you know, just kind of a lot of conversation and a lot of, you know, reading cards and tarot and psychics and meeting, just all, all those experiences kind of brought me into understanding my abilities and understanding my powers and, and embracing them, have you and using them to my, you know, my ha ability. Have you ever been scared by something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've never been scared enough that I've run away. Um, I've been startled, um, you know, frightened a little bit. I, you know, I, as, 
as well as the guys have told you, I've been touched, I've been scratched, I've been pushed, my hair's been played with. Um, it's a little unnerving, I'm not going to lie, but it's just kind of taking a breath and taking a moment and understanding, you know, and, and start asking questions. What do you want? What do you, you know, what is the message? What do you, you know, and just trying to understand what it is they're doing. Do you think, kind of, you know, you sort of relax. Do you think you help others, the, the spirit move on sometimes? Um, I cannot honestly say that I've helped anything cross over. I hope that I've helped, you know, convey emotions and communicate, you know, messages. You know, we've had feedback from people that we've investigated for that have, uh, you know, told us now that we understand what's here, who's here, what, the, you know, what they're trying to tell us, their experiences seem to kind of calm down and, and they don't, you know, they're not so fearful of what's going on around them. They understand it. Do you pray or do stage before or after your investigations? Absolutely. Definitely. I'm, um, I'm a Christian and I do pray. Um, I also sage and burn candles and have crystals and, you know, I believe in spirituality of all kinds and, and embrace all of it. So definitely. Also, uh, sorry to interrupt real quick when you're talking about, uh, helping the spirits pass on. Uh, usually we, we've had, uh, homeowners, uh, properties or property owners have asked us if we could do that for them. Um, not necessarily us, but we can always point them in the direction uh, to a clergy or to somebody that we have a contact with that can help them do that. Um, not necessarily we'll go in there and exercise the house or anything like that. We, uh, we, we wouldn't do that because that could really, if you don't know what you're doing, that can really, really backfire in a bad way. And that would that's one of the things we, we want to help the families. We don't want to uh, make things worse for them. Okay, I'm I imagine the families do get a lot out of it. I'm sorry? I imagine the families do feel a lot better once you've been and explained things. Like you say, they, they oh. feel they feel that some they, they feel like someone believes them finally. Yes, and that's exactly what we you know, when we go in we always ask that question, what do you want out of this? What what are your expectations? Um, and then we definitely, you know, let them know we don't have those abilities to move things on or make them go away or, you know, and we can give you directions and who to contact, but they always tell us, yeah, they feel better. Um, you know, just, it's, it, I guess it's that clarification of I'm not crazy. I'm not the only person who sees this, hears this, feels this, whatever it is they're going through. Um, so having that, just kind of that justification of oh, why are we going through this? Right. How do you, I well I've, I you may have heard earlier I believe that we are being haunted I don't I can't explain it there's certain things that happen um I've done the, like my own private little EVPs and the the the, 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 the um, strongest reading is in the wet room for some strange reason it goes off the scales yeah that happens actually in a lot of homes we always seem to have a lot of experiences is in the bathrooms. One of the things that I always tell people is you can, you can put boundaries, you know, they have rules just like we do. So you can tell them this is, you know, this is my home. I'm fine. If you're here, if you want to create, you know, communicate with me, do it, but do it in a way that you're not bugging me in the bathtub or when I'm taking a shower or when I'm sleeping, you know, do it another way. And, and a lot of times when people just kind of open themselves up to that, they, you know, and they do, you know, put those boundaries up and just say, Hey, look, I mean, Kyle and I, we have things that follow us home sometimes and I have to do that. I'm just like, this is our home. It's okay if you come in and communicate or try to get a message to us, but you're not allowed in my bathroom. You're not allowed in my, you know, bedroom at night when I'm sleeping. So you stay out here, and then I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Just like you talk to a child, almost. Well, as you heard earlier about my coma experience, I honestly believe that since then, I knew, I didn't believe in paranormal before then, but I do now more strongly than I ever do, because I started in the world of cryptozoology, believe it or not, and I've been pulled more and more to... And I've been pulled more and more... 
towards the paranormal, and I, 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 I get pulled to people. I, I, I look yeah. like yourselves. I, I look them up, and for some reason, I think, oh, I must talk to those people. I don't know why. Just very strange. It is. Oh, we've, yeah, we've had people come up to us and ask us, "Oh, really? So you've seen the chupacabra?" And, no, we we don't we don't we don't go there. Oh, so you don't go out and hunt for Bigfoot? Like, no, no, that's that's another field of you know the paranormal that we don't investigate. We are strictly, you know, with the spirit world. Well, I believe yeah, they're all into me. Aliens, or do you believe in aliens? And <laughs> you know, I believe in all of cryptology, but I specifically investigate ghosts. Well, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind if I got invited to go. <laughs> you have ley lines over there. For that, I, I would jump to the, I would jump on the chance to do something like that because I, I, you know, it, I, I find it interesting, but um, that's not definitely not my field of knowledge of. Uh, of anything that I would like, I wouldn't mind learning out in the field doing an investigation. You have ley lines over there, as such. Yes, uh, I know in the Houston area there are definitely ley lines we have. Uh, well, if you look up ley line um, information, uh, it's not a scientific. I, I can't prove it's science. But every time you, I look up information on ley line stories. I always find intermix of paranormal, UFO, cryptids are all in the same area. Yes, you find the same thing. <laughs> so I believe they all are virtually the same thing in one way. I think they all intermix in the same world. I, I, I said I, th- I believe that they all intermix in some way in the same unit because um, over here in Britain we've got a thing called the British Bigfoot a lot of people believe that is a paranormal uh, being rather than being an actual creature specifically we'll find that a lot of the areas that we go into or, or have a lot of activity are definitely are interactive with the ley lines as well as all the other experiences that people have you know had all the different types of cryptology definitely seem to intertwine i think that we should all join together one day and have like one big massive discussion about oh. the same things you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely and they do that. A lot of these paracons, um, they, they have paracons and they have uh, a lot of the alien con, and they actually invite people in from all the different types of groups and talk about the interactions. I know they do that here in America. I don't know if they do over there, but they, well, they actually we, have We're a bit more reserved over here, I'm afraid. <laughs> we're a bit more reserved in the Britain. It's, I find it harder to find paranormal groups that will talk to me on my podcast over here. I find it a lot easier to find American groups. I don't know why. Perhaps they just don't like me. I don't know. I don't know. Or perhaps you're more willing to come forward and talk about it. I don't know. I guess it's, it's, I would say it probably it could be, you know, like you said, it's, they're more reserved over there and it's, it's becoming more accepted, especially with the help of you know, reality TV shows of, of these uh, investigation shows, the, the, you know, these, these hunting, you know, ghost hunting shows. Uh, there, are, there are several of them out here. Um, I would say that probably helped out a lot, people being more accepting of that. Because, uh, I mean, there are still people out here that's really reserved about it, and that's not very close, they're pretty close-minded, not very open-minded when it comes to that. I imagine if someone wanted to come forward and uh, as a witness, and he didn't want to give their name, you you be you'd be quite willing to do that. Anonymous, and that's kind of one of our deals. Is we won't, 
you know, we never ever reveal people's names never. or homes or addresses or locations or anything like that. Uh, we, you know, we, we talk very cryptic, you know, when we talk about our investigation. So um, we keep those type of things because it is kind of a taboo subject. You know, there's a lot of people that... They just don't want other people thinking they're crazy. You know, we'll still come in and justify for them and, and keep it, you know, very... Oh, I don't mind being a bit crazy. There's nothing wrong being crazy. <laughs> I don't either. I talk about it. I mean, the other day I was at work and my, uh, my boss knows that we do this and we're in the middle of a meeting and she says, hey, Michelle, tell the whole team what happened over the weekend. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> huh. While you're here, you could give out some links to your um, group. What was that one more time? You can give out some links to your group so people can find you. YouTube as well. I'm I'm um, Mark Anthony Rains, aka Ghostman. I usually have my podcast on there as well. Great. We'll have to follow you. We'll subscribe. When you do when you do your podcast, please let me know and I'll share them. You can also come on my show if they wish. Well, you know, 
themselves and they didn't want to help other people. And it I think that's wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, to this me, is, it, this is not a competition it, at all. It's not a competition. We're in this for the same goal. Yeah, and we're if, unified with all investigators. If if I have a suggestion that I can give to you that would help you in your investigation. Don't hesitate to ask me, and if you have something that you don't mind sharing with me, I'm open. I, I, I love it. I, I think we're all one big group. Well, I like. I, I will second that because I like to help people, and I will be willing if people want to come on my podcast, or if they want to do a podcast and they don't know how to do it, I should put it on my um, podcast site, and I'll do it. Is that all for free? The material is completely theirs, and I don't mind doing that for anybody. Well, you know, it, it makes me feel good that if there's a group that's just starting out, and maybe they're on Instagram, and they have, you know, two followers, and they're trying to follow 500 people, and they can't seem to get people to follow them, I will make a snapchat or um, excuse me not snapchat i want to take a picture of their page and i will post it on my page and say hey give these guys some love and 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 follow them yeah because why shouldn't we help each other exactly it's a very small world and another thing about my instagram if you're not familiar with it you go on my instagram every morning I put on some kind of inspirational video to try to help people to reach their goals. If, if, if even I've only helped one person in this world, if I can help you, that brings joy to my heart. A bit like Star Trek. So, <laughs> I, I, I just love it. I love helping people, and I feel like it's going to come back to me one day. And so, why shouldn't we help each other? Why shouldn't we encourage each other? If I can give you some advice that you can apply to your life that will help you in some way, some shape, or form, then I've done what I've set out to do. Yeah, and what we do, we do um, out of our heart. We don't charge money. We do this out of our own time. All of our equipment we purchase with our own funds. We don't raise money for any of this. Um, we just, it's, it's, it's a passion. Uh, you know, we've learned about, you know, our own experiences, and we want to help other people understand theirs. I, I, I second that. I, I got into podcasting because basically I like to talk. And I thought, oh, well, I'll get out there. And so basically... Me too, if you can't tell. No, I didn't tell that, Carl. I can never tell that, mate. Um, and I, I, I started off very... I, I'm basically very simple way. I've got a smartphone app, which I'm talking on to at the moment, and an Amazon Fire tablet. And I have over... I think I'm, I'm not bragging. Over 20,000-plus plays of combined... Ep, uh, um, of my podcast and I think I've got over I don't know I think I've done about 2,000 podcasts so far wow awesome well I won't lie I mean we we have what 1150 followers on our Instagram and I mean yes don't get me wrong I'd love to have you know 10 20 more thousand people following us but if we don't we don't um that's not what I got into it for but I just want to spread the message of positivity out there to everyone I think it's important that you grow organically yes exactly and I'm ready to go to England also, we're getting out there to uh, educate others, too, because a lot of people we've talked to, when we mentioned that you know we're paranormal investigators or anything like that, they immediately have the, Holly, I call it Hollywood mentality. Yeah. They think, oh, no, ghosts, oh, no, they're going to come and get you and pull you under the bed or pull you in the closet, or they're going to, you know, rip, rip your heart out and all these terrible things. It's like, no, 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 no. There have been some cases that have been recorded that, yes, spirits or demons have attacked people. But for us, for a lot of a lot of other paranormal investigators, 
it's quite different from what you see on the TV and on the movies. It's, it's completely unedited, uh, a lot of sit-down time. Uh, you will hear some noises or might hear some voices, but uh, a lot of people get scared because they think it's all real bad evil. The devil's going to come get you uh, while you're in this haunted house. So we're trying to you're also try to educate people that it's not really like that. It's 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 um, you need to get that mind out, get that mentality out of your mind, and start thinking openly, pretty much. I mean, a lot of times it's just somebody in the family that wants to get in touch with you, that just wants you to let you know that they're watching you and everything's okay. And sometimes it's somebody that's lived there for, you know, hundreds of years, and they're just wanting you to know, hey, we're here, we don't want to leave, but we don't want to hurt you either. Well, do, is there anything you'd like us to say before we go? Oh man, um, I just want to say thank you so much for having us on your podcast. This yes. was uh, thank you very much, Mark. This was a, a, a privilege, and um, I, I thank you so much. This was wonderful. Well, before um, I go, I just should do a neat sign off. I, I always do for all my podcast guests. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> go for it. Thank you, Carl and Rodney and Michelle. For being on my show, it was nice to chat to you, you know. It was very interesting, and that, and thank you for our chat. Thank you. Thank you, good night, God bless, and I shall see you. And if anybody wants to get in touch with us, even if it's just a talk, please, please contact us. And I'm sure Carl will talk to you. In- and, and Rodney and Michelle and everybody else. And we, I'd like to thank you for being my guest. Good night, everybody. Good night. Alice started to her feet. She had never before seen a rabbit with a waistcoat pocket or a watch. Burning with curiosity, she ran after it, just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole. She went to follow, but received a Snapchat from her sister playing with the cat. Distracted, Alice forgot all about the waistcoated rabbit and went on to a less than successful career in recruitment. The end. Don't let silly distractions get in the way of great stories. With the world's largest selection of audiobooks, the difference is audible.